keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And you teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome to a very merry Wrestle Roasts. It's our Christmas episode, folks, and we are excited. Robert's here, not excited about Christmas. Mike is here, uh, the Jewish person who is excited about Christmas. Yeah, Scott, happies. Scott, who uh, recently converted to Islam, uh, is not practicing. Um, Robert, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Merry Christmas to all who uh, believe uh, in the magic of Christmas, the magic of pro wrestling. You you need serious help. <laughs> By the way, Scott will be selling Allah is dope shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, what's going on, man? Where are you this Christmas? Oh, I'm, I'm going to go to my mother's. We always go to my mother's. You go to you go to your mother's. What do you do? Do you do Khaleesi's family the night before? Because I have to I have to split it. Oh no, her family's in Illinois. So oh yeah, fuck that. But when it's did like, uh, when did she it. stop being your mom and started being your mother? <laughs> I didn't know that happened, and I'm sorry. Well, when she died, and I started wearing her outfits, and you know, sitting in her <laughs> rocking chair, and sitting yeah. in a mirror. Hello, mother. <laughs> if you if you, you only like- have one, if you only have one pair, and it's a mother. Yeah. yeah. Would, you, would you like to watch some Naito matches with me, mother? <laughs> roasts coming up. We have no roasts next week. We have our year-end awards. I'm excited to get to those. January 7th, we have Edge, plus we're going to cover Wrestle Kingdom. January 14th, we're bringing back the 10 count. January 21st, Jake the Snake Roberts. And January 28th, we're going to do the 10 count again. Uh, for our five dollar Patreon, it's really been it's been popping, baby. We uh, we just did Spider Man No Way Home. Uh, Mike uh, educated me on some uh, some of the some of the interdimensional Spider Mans that happened when I, when I wasn't around. Uh, if you want to see someone mansplain to another man, listen to our No Way Home. Spider mansplain. <laughs> I would say I would say boy splain to another boy, but um yeah so we did that I, I fail your splained. <laughs> probably probably talking about dynamite this week. Robert and I did SmackDown Rampage and we just did Monday Night Raw which was one for the ages. Yeah, man, a lot of stuff happening on our Patreon. Uh, Chris, t-shirts are both on sale. So message us if you get if you want to get a call from us. And if you don't, that's also understandable. We have a five-star review. Uh, leave some comments on our iPod. That would be a great Christmas gift to us. Join on our iPod. iTunes. On our, our iPod. Oh, iTunes, <laughs> iTunes. Sorry. You do this every week. <laughs> we do, Dan. We do it every week. Facebook, yeah. Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe Dan, did to you all think you were alone all this time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and for Christmas, become a patron. What a better gift than becoming a patron of Russell Roasts. 
um the patron saints of wrestling patron saints of wrestling <laughs> and we're talking about one of the patron saints of wrestling today uh which would be mick foley man this may be the longest bright side of the ring ever if you're new to this bright side is where we talk about uh, all the good things about the wrestler before we bury them in the roast yeah who wants to go first i mean i'm sure everybody has a lot to say about this so i'll go Mike? first yeah yeah no, he's you know he's awesome. He he is uh, the person that you show to your non wrestling friends that wrestlers can be people too, uh, which is very important. Um, you know, I mean, beyond the mat uh, is uh, one of the most important. You know, I think things in my life and a lot of wrestling fans' lives. Like it, it is one of the things that got me back. And he is so endearing in it. You know, it's like you could you could show McFoley to anybody who has whatever opinions they have about wrestling, and they'll probably be like, Yeah, but I like that guy. And that's really special. I, I think he truly is one of a kind. I mean, a guy who looks like how he looks, who got to where he was in such an image-based industry and company. Um I mean, there's so much to talk about, like just the fact that, you know, the ECW promos, I mean, like to me, I think the hardcore, but like matches and stuff is is one of the secondary things. Like, I think, yeah, the promos, the fact that he got a sock over, like all of these, you know, character things, uh, how friendly he is, you know, He's cool in that Santa doc. <laughs> like, he's just like, yeah, I, I and, and the best wrestling books ever. Like, you know, if there's one downside uh, to his books, it's that he made other wrestlers think they could do that too. And most of them can't. <laughs> Man, I read but The like, Rock says right after Foley, and it was yeah. like the opposite. It was like yeah, from but- The Rock's perspective while still talking in third person. Yeah, I remember I let I, I got the audiobook of Have a Nice Day, and I wasn't even a wrestling fan at the time, and I loved it because his, you know, he's such a great storyteller, and he's just uh, you know, you root for him no no matter what. Like, I mean, yeah, he ha- has he given <laughs> parts of himself physically to this business more than a lot of people. Yeah, but he's also left it a better place, and I, I think that is. The best thing you could say about somebody they if they enter an industry and they leave it for the better and and to me that's mick you know even politically as uh you know he, i know he debated <laughs> jpl and you know as as an open democrat in wrestling is probably not the easiest thing to do so uh yeah man i fucking love mcfoley and uh we're all better for for having him in our lives couldn't couldn't say it better scott yeah I, I, dude i think at the end of the day mick foley might might be my favorite wrestler in that definitely the first book i've ever read was have a nice day um and the last <laughs> yeah the only <laughs> no i read foley is good as well um the the only wrestling poster i ever had as a kid was the three faces of foley I have all of his books, well, his first three books autographed. He's the first autograph I ever got. Um, He, yeah, him and Austin were the reason 
I loved wrestling and, and his wrestling was like folklore. Like the reason those three characters worked is he somehow made them folklore. That's how good he was. Cactus Jack, like, you know, he debuts as mankind and they're chanting he's hardcore in the first match because they know of Cactus. It's already folklore. And then dude love it's, I mean, it only works because we know of him jumping off his roof when he was in high school. Like it's, we know everything about him. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know a wrestler that is like that. I mean, Ryan Danielson isn't like that. And I think they're similar in the way of, of uh, crowds got behind them and loved them, you know, but yeah, I don't know. Every Mick Foley match I've ever seen felt like in that moment, the, the best match I've ever seen. I think Randy Orton's best matches with Mick Foley. I think triple H's best matches with Mick Foley. Uh, I think edge's best match might be with Mick Foley. Michaels had one of his best matches with him. One of my favorite matches ever is Shawn Michaels versus Mankind. It's probably the match I watched the most. Yeah, Yeah. it's probably the match I watched the most. Uh, His promos from from the Kane Dewey promo to just just being Mankind uh, to to Cactus Jack when when he debuts on Raw against Triple H. yeah, the I quit match with the Rockets, like everything Foley did, I loved. And he was the only commissioner that came off like it made sense. Like Sheriff Austin, it's like, what the fuck? Why would Stone Cold be a sheriff all of a sudden just because he's from Texas? Um, but with Mick, it was like he was a nice guy that came off like he wanted to help. And that's what it came off like. Like he showed up as Mick Foley and it didn't feel like mankind. It didn't feel like Cactus Jack. It didn't feel like it felt like a new character, Commissioner Mick Foley. He's just the best ever. Yeah, for sure, top five um, for me. And one of the best storytellers ever in wrestling. I got so mad when Ric Flair shit on him and just called him a um, stuntman, a glorified, a, stuntman. A glorified stuntman because he's one of the best storytellers in wrestling. And and like uh, Kenny Omega said, you know, it, if he could have a match from someone from the past other than Kurt Angle, it would be Mick Foley. Uh, Which would be tremendous. And there's definitely a reason for that. I think it's Mick Foley knows how to have a memorable, amazing well, he, match. he knows how to get – he is the greatest ever – at getting wrestlers over, you know, whether it's triple H, the rock, Randy Orton edge. I mean, he, he got helped get Kane over. I mean, that was mostly taker, but he also like, you know, revitalized the undertaker's career. And he was the first, he was the first great opponent for Austin. I think, you know, people, people skip over the fact that the Austin Shawn Michaels feud at WrestleMania 14, besides the Mike Tyson of it all, like they didn't have a ton of heat between these two. It was all about Tyson and, and Austin. That was really the big heat. And they needed they needed a blood feud right afterwards. And Mick Foley was the guy, man. You know, he was the guy. He was the best guy you could put Austin with. Um, you know, he's done in he he was he even little stuff that we don't talk about, like he's the guy who turned WWE back onto Drew McIntyre. He's the one who contacted them and said, Hey, this guy is different than the last time you saw him and dan dan it's bright side <laughs> and it's wow. uh yeah I, well. and you hear what you hear uh that about him a lot like i think you know he wanted them to sign punk i know he was like you know begging them to sign joe years before they signed samoa yeah. joe uh yeah, when yeah he, he loves when he, wrestling he also totally willing to shit on wwe if he feels like he needs to shit on WWE and AEW, I've seen him, heard him say, uh, yeah, AEW. Yeah. you know, like Dude, when he, when he uh, talked about quitting being an announcer, because he's like, I just didn't like the way Vince yelled at me. It's like, <laughs> we were all on board with him. Like 
you know, like Michael Cole deserves that, but Mick Foley doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Michael Cole, he covered the war in the Bal- Balkans before this. So I'm sure um, he's used to just shit blowing up around him. Robert, what um, do you like about Foley? You're a big Foley guy, right? Big Foley guy. Um, I, I think the, the testament to Foley is he is the one wrestler that I can say in seeing him in WWF and WCW and ECW, he delivered in all three of those promotions. It wasn't like you saw a guy who you couldn't wait for him to leave there to, to do something else. And everything he did in those companies was was diverse. It was different. It was interesting. And he put his heart and soul into all of it. Uh, as a kid, I remember seeing him versus Van Hammer on, in WCW fighting like in a barn. And it blew my mind that this is what wrestling could be, that a Van Hammer match uh, left that kind of an, an impact on me. Uh, his ECW stuff was transcendent. We covered so funny, one man. of the... We covered one of the, the ECW things when it was that when he wrestled Sabu and requested it be Olympic rules match. Yeah, the uh, amateur wrestling. So, he's so great about that. And then his WWF run was such an amazing character arc of coming in with a character that could have been over the top and goofy at a time where they had wrestling garbage men and, and plumbers. He could have been on the We Must Hate Ourselves World Cup list based on what that character originally was and Absolutely. i have a pet rat and i wear this mask and i pull my hair out and he made it just so unbelievably compelling i mean that boiler room brawl happened fairly early into the mankind run and it's so iconic and he was part of so many unbelievable moments the hell in a cell moment obviously is will live time of memoriam but beyond just that the the bump through the uh the table with edge with the flaming table at WrestleMania was incredible. He made Edge. He made Randy Orton. Uh, he made Shawn Michaels in a lot of ways. Jim Ross has talked about that, that Mick Foley wrestling Shawn showed that Shawn had a rougher side to him, that he wasn't just the pretty boy. And that changed his career. And they were coming he off made a stinker with Vader and Shawn at SummerSlam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, the, uh, he was he recovered after that, after that debacle with Vader. Uh, he made Steve Austin funny the bits when he was dude love and they, and they were together before the injury was, was classic. Uh, he got the rock over so many different times in his career where it with the rock and sock stuff worked the, the, the doing the I quit match. But when they did the double turn at survivor series and Mick thought that he was the corporate champion and Vince was really working with the rock and turned on him. It was genuinely heartbreaking and Mick played it so well and evolved his character that he was still wearing the suit and then letting it kind of fall to tatters because he cares about his character. Uh, He was great as a GM. His stuff with Edge and Christian was fantastic. He helped get those guys over huge on the comedy side. He was a fantastic commentator. I was really, I'm glad Mike brought it up. I was upset when he left, but his insight when he was doing SmackDown was was genuinely fun. And it's the kind of exuberance you kind of hear now from Pat McAfee. Uh, the charity work with with Rain and all these different organizations, he, he gives of himself all the time. He's a quality human being. And, and I'll just tell these these two quick stories. And then I swear I'll shut up and stop being positive. It, it hurts me. Um, <laughs> one was- We like it, we like it Robert. One was, this was just a weird anecdote. One day I was getting on uh, the, the, the company plane and I was carrying uh, a plastic bag that had the latest round of scripts. And Vince saw this and he's like, what is that, Foley's luggage? Ha ha ha. And he called me Foley's luggage for the rest of the day. 
because he thought this was the most brilliant joke he'd ever heard. And I was just happy he knew who I was. Wait, that was the um, nice story? That was that was just a weird anecdote of like, <laughs> that's how that was my association with Vince. But no, the nice thing was, and I'm prepared for Mike to roll his eyes, Mick started following me on Twitter, which was like the coolest thing ever because I was such a huge fan of Foley and respected him. And he sent me a, a, a note where he just wrote, you know, some of the stuff you're putting on there is like, in all seriousness, it's funny enough where you could be writing late night comedy, which I'd never heard before in my life and was such a huge honor. And he's such an amazing character. He stopped following me when they made him GM of Raw. <laughs> and I messaged him like, did I do something to offend you? He's like, no, no, no. It's like, as my character, it would be wrong for me to be following an account that's ever critical of the product. He got <laughs> fired on live TV as part of the storyline. And I DM'd him like, all right, you ready to follow me? He followed me on camera as he was walking out when they oh, were escorting awesome. him out of the building. He's on that's his great. phone and he, he immediately followed me. Insane. He's the best guy ever. I love Mick Foley. He's amazing. And I apologize in advance for all the horrible things we're going to say about him. Yeah, I saw him do a do stand up or you know, he tells stories that are, you know, that 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 are, that are funny, right? And uh but it was at like this improv place and they had an improv troupe before him and he participated in like one thing, whatever. Um this is when I first moved to the city. And they did, did I, like a I was there with you, wasn't I, Scott? Maybe, right? And we wanted to meet him afterwards, but they did like a um uh the improv troupe wrestled and one of the guys got hurt and Foley was like, I'd love to talk to everybody, but one of the boys is her. And it was like, he treated it like, you know, this was who he was doing a show with that night. And so these were the boys, you know, and he had yeah. to make sure this guy was, a, and you knew it wasn't cause he didn't want to stay for pictures. Cause I've seen him sign autographs at baseball games and shit, you know? Uh, so yeah, I was there for that. That was at the, the UCB. Yeah. UCB, when, um, yeah. The Survivor Series at MSG. The one yeah, with, Dolph Ziggler uh, was in the crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, Ziggler was in the crowd. John Morrison, and, and Ryder. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. And it was it was amazing because yeah, the way that he said it, and he you know, and he said it like sadly. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, but we got to take care of one of the boys. <laughs> it was just <laughs> like amazing, and that he yeah he participated in their improv thing and all of that. It was like you know, this is what, you know, this is what they want. I'm going to be here for them. And like, that's, you know, that's always the thing with celebrity, right? Like when a celebrity knows what they mean to you and they use that like positively. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and yeah, I mean, Robert, like you said, all of the, uh, you know, the rain stuff, even just like the idea of like him talking about listening to Tori Amos, you know, like, like the, the the humanity of this guy, of how open he is, that he loves Disney, he loves all of these things, and that we well, Santa Claus, right? Christmas, Santa Claus this, stuff, yeah. and then he's the reason we're Tori doing Amos. this this week, yeah, right. But the fact that he befriended Tori Amos, who knew nothing of pro wrestling, is kind of the the genius of what he does. And the funny thing about the pictures is when I, I saw him do do stand up when he was down here. And he, he's like, after the show, it's like, everybody, you know, line up, we'll do pictures with everybody. And I was talking to him briefly. And he's like, when I take the picture, I can't look directly at the camera because I've been hit in the head so many times, the flash will upset me. So I look slightly off camera. So it looks like I'm not paying attention, but he yeah. still doesn't want to disappoint everybody. So he takes like 200 pictures with everybody there, even though it physically hurts him to do it. Like, Jesus. that's the kind of person that he is in terms of giving and it's it's amazing and his kids are awesome uh i don't know if you guys ever met noel or dewey but both of them are, are just like 
the, I think I met best. her briefly at like one of the star casts, but she was she was really nice. I, I don't also, know. Also, shows, shows the what, fuck up, man. Like this guy does indies. Also, I don't know how she came from him, but very well because nice. he married a model. Yeah, he that's did, the yeah, other yeah, part yeah. of the bright yeah. side. Like, yeah, Al kicked his coverage like a motherfucker. Al kicked his coverage without working knees. Like, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty. I mean, you know, his his wife is beautiful. Total knockout, you know, in those dude love videos. Um, yeah, man. I I mean, I just got some kayfabe ones. Uh, a kayfabe accomplishment. ECW tag team champion. WCW tag champion, three-time WWE champion, eight-time WWE tag champion, first hardcore champion, impact world champion, uh, inspirational wrestler of the year from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, like a 10-year, he wanted this for 10 years in a row of brawler of the year, uh, WWE Hall of Fame, and most incredibly, New York Times best-selling author, author I loved, I loved, I loved, uh, loved Have a Nice Day. And uh, look, man, like one of the, one of the things that um, that I think is really impressive about Mick Foley, um, you know, more more so than almost any other wrestler is that like, you know, people have criticized him for being a stuntman and and, uh, you know, being, you know, like being being too into the hardcore scene. There has never been another Mick Foley. You know what I mean? Like with Bret Hart, there are, you know. There's the new Bret Hart. You know, somebody could argue that Brian Danielson is the new Bret Hart, and he's, in my mind, better than Bret, so he improved that way. Every single person, even with the good ones like Moxley, have not come close to the influence and and having the body of work that Mick Foley did. I don't think any wrestler has a better body of work. I think he's top five of all time, you know, and, and the charity stuff. You know, like I, I was uh, my John Oliver been very was very help, like was really good with Mike and really good with me. And I opened for him one time and oh, limo, you know, he's met everybody. He's met Bill Clinton, everybody else. And he was like, I'm like, who's the nicest guy? And he's like, Mick Foley is the nicest fucking dude. Um, it's super humble. Yeah, man. I mean, top five ever for me. I think I already mentioned that. Unbelievable, unbelievable shit. So. I guess, you know, when you mentioned Daniel Bryan, I guess that's the only, like, slightly comparable in terms of that body of work that you like yeah. as a real guy also, you know, where it's like you. Well, I like Marty Jannetty also... as a real guy, but it's for very different reasons. <laughs> yeah. And also, you know, Bryan also outkicked his coverage, but, it's, like, you know, it's that thing. I don't of... know. Mick at least eats meat. Yeah, but the thing of that would be a that would be a lousy hang with with Danielson. Unless you find a good like pita place, you're you're up a creek. There's a but lot you know, of like compost yes, talk. You know the yes movement, and when he won uh, at, at Mania, it's like 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 the thing is that I, I've watched it since you know Foley winning his first title. Like, yeah, I wish there wasn't Austin interference and all of that, but still the fucking pop. Like, just it's such a great the pop the, is the unbelievable. Act- even the, the asses in seat story, but the asses in seat story is the power of Foley, right? Like you're like, hey, this guy's gonna win. You don't want to see that fucking loser, and everyone's like, yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean, just unbelievable talent. Probably one of these guys who could have, you know, kind of done anything creatively, and you know, he chose wrestling. Also, 
as, as somebody who struggled with drugs and alcohol, you know, like I fucked up my foot last week or two weeks ago and I got Vicodin for like a sprained ankle. You know, I mean, this guy is like, I mean, he's ne- he hardly is. I think he had a half a pain pill or something like that. I cannot imagine like my body going through that and not taking oxys. So it's like the amount of discipline this dude has is just unbelievable. And he took Al Snow to an amusement park, which is probably, you know, like his family, Al Snow's family can't even say that. So, you and, know, and, and the last, the last uh, bright side I could say based on the history of our own show is uh, we watched uh, rock. This is your life. And then we watched Bailey. This is your life. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's pretty crazy, but alas, we must roast the man. Although my jokes really aren't that mean this week. Um, all right, Mike, you're the uh, you're the roast master. Please order us. Um, uh, let's see, uh, Robert, you go first. <clears throat> all right, roasted McFoley. Cactus Jack is what happens when you're getting a hand job from someone who doesn't moisturize. <laughs> During a match with Vader in Germany, Foley famously lost an ear. Though given how bad Vader's gear reeks, he'd probably have preferred to have lost a nose. <laughs> Dude's love is what would have happened if Shawn Michaels chose catering over cocaine. <laughs> Rick Flair once called Mick Foley a glorified stuntman, which is total bullshit because stuntmen get health insurance. <laughs> Foley lost a retirement match to Triple H and stayed out of, out of action for almost two months, making it the longest retirement in wrestling history. <laughs> Jerry Lawler provided the illustrations for Mick Foley's children's book, which seemed more subtle than a van full of puppies and candy. <laughs> Tony Schiavone famously scoffed that mankind winning the WWF title would put butts in seats. But we, we know there's no way the average wrestling fan is fitting into an 18-inch chair. <laughs> Mick Foley is so notoriously frugal that he unseated Barry Horowitz as my favorite Jewish wrestler. <laughs> as a kid, Mick hitchhiked to Madison Square Garden to watch Jimmy Snuka do what he does best, try to escape being locked in a cage. <laughs> the WWF had three faces of Foley, while Mick barely had enough teeth for one. <laughs> Cactus Jack was billed as being from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Truth or Consequences is also what people in New Mexico call the COVID 19 vaccine. <laughs> in high school, Mick Foley competed on the wrestling team with Kevin James. Being thrown off the Hell in a Cell doesn't seem so bad when the alternative was having to work with Leah Remini. I don't care if you didn't like that joke. Elrond's people just paid off my house. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, Robert coming hard at Leah Remini. No one's coming hard at Leah Remini. Oh, come on. She's a very attractive lady. Don't yeah. say by the belt episodes, buddy. She, she, oh, no, the, she got, yeah, the beach ones, right? Yeah, yeah she got between Zach feet. and Kelly. Fuck her. No. Uh, in ECW, Mick competed. Robert in has a- so much anger inside him. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, crazy. dude, dude. If Safe by the Bell was around during Twitter, uh, Robert would have doxed her for getting between Zach and Kelly. <laughs> I would not have stood for that shit. We would have, we, guys, guys. We would have had Safe by the Bell creative issues. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Tory truther. Like it never happened. Uh, in ECW. Uh, All right. 
In ECW, Mick competed in a stretcher match, which is the closest Paul Heyman came to providing health care to a wrestler. <laughs> Foley was billed as Cactus Jack Manson, but removed Manson because he didn't want to be associated with a murderer. On an unrelated note, his favorite wrestler was Jimmy Snuka. <laughs> Mankind competed in a buried alive match. Burying your opponent in a match is what inspired Triple H to feud with Mick in 2000. <laughs> Foley appeared on Celebrity Wife Swap, which a disappointed Jim Cornette wound up erasing from his DVR. <laughs> Mick Foley has done a lot of crazy things in his career. Barbed wire matches, exploding death matches, flaming tables, and probably his most shocking, willing to eat a can of Chef Boyardee. <laughs> and finally, after his retirement, Mick Foley went into stand-up. An overweight guy with a beard wearing sweatpants making jokes about pro wrestling? That shit would never work. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robert Carpolis. Mike, who we got next? Uh, we've got you, Dan. Oh, let me do. Mick Foley, the only wrestler whose lap your kids can safely sit on. <laughs> he looks like the Unabomber, but instead of living in a brown cabin, it's a white castle. He's caring, tough, and eccentric. That's right, folks. Mick Foley is filled with CTE. Foley was terrified of the pandemic, not the virus. He just heard the words lockdown. <laughs> the closest Foley came to eating healthy is using salad tongs on JBL's nuts. <laughs> hey, you think falling off a hell in a cell is hardcore? Try giving your daughter away to a guy named Frank the Clown. <laughs> the only thing worse than losing his ear was having Vince and the other one. <laughs> Flair called Foley a glorified stuntman, adding that unlike Mick, the wrestling business is the one thing he hasn't exposed. <laughs> he was the first guy to wrestle in an empty arena, which you all may know by its official name, the Impact Zone. Is that Robert's joke? Boom. Yeah, but it's all right. I no, think we've sorry. all had versions of that joke. We've all taken uh, shots at Impact. Uh, he feuded with Boo Radley in ECW. How is Foley not Boo Radley? That's like CM Punk giving the GTS to Cosby. Ah, fuck. Um, <laughs> all right, I fucked that one up. All right, he came up with the we'll, mandible. We'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> he came up with the mandible claw by saving Jeff Hardy's life. <laughs> oh, my God. When Mae Young saw Flo Foley's ear, she thought she finally found her clit. <laughs> he was the referee for Triple H and Kevin Nash at Bad Blood, which is the closest WWE has come to signing Hannibal. He's, <laughs> <laughs> He's part of the WWE Legends program, which consists of the greatest wrestlers of all time, not part of a class action lawsuit. He wrote A Miserable Christmas, which I thought was just raw programming in December. <laughs> we talk about how great of a guy he is, but that's on a wrestler curve. Sure, Harrison Hardbody locked women in his basement and Benoit killed his whole family, but we've got a guy who knows the meaning of Christmas. <laughs> and finally, I don't know what's more impressive, never seriously injuring an opponent or seriously injuring Bubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> uh did you have you seen that video by the way no i don't know what you're talking about oh my god dude he fucking breaks bubba the love sponge's nose on air 
He like he, he punches him in the face. He's never I've never seen him punch anybody in the face. Every time he punches what, it, it, what's it Bubba imp- do to obviously deserve that? It was an impact, and he like and, and he he got in front of Foley. I mean, I think it was a work, and he was like, "Uh, you just got fired. Can I get some uh, words?" You know, and Foley's like, "I really don't want to do this right now. You're the last person I want to talk to." And then he like says, "Like, see you later, loser." And then Foley just knocks him out. Do you need Dude, the I, caveat I, that he's I, not? I, the- I know the story of of uh, Awesome Kong fucking beating the shit out of Bubba. That is the tape I Bubba. would pay for. Not Hogan fucking, but Kong fucking up. <laughs> Bubba should be a Patreon for sure. Yeah. Uh, and a patron. All right, uh, Scott. All right. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Here we go. Oh, Mick Foley. The first second of his entrance music gives Nick Hogan PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Cactus Jack, Mankind, and Dude Love are his ghosts of Christmas, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. (laughs) Mick Foley is known for cheap pops, not to be confused with Charlotte Flair's dad, who is a cheap pops. (laughs) More than a wrestler, he's an amazing father to his kids, uh, Dewey, Noel, Becky, Darlene, and DJ. (laughs) (laughs) He, he looks like if Roseanne actually fucked Tom Arnold. <laughs> he looks like Dave Grohl left Nirvana and started the Food Fighters. Uh, oh, there's the kid joke. There's the kid joke. He lost his ear and is shaped like Homer Simpson. He's Vincent Van Gogh. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's hardcore. He's hardcore. <laughs> Cactus Jack answers the question What if Charles Manson wasn't charming enough to start a cult? <laughs> you know, Mick's hardcore because he was inspired to become a wrestler when he went to Madison Square Garden and saw a murderer jump off a cage. <laughs> Cactus was billed as being from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Truth or Consequences. Something Jimmy Snuka avoided till the day he died. <laughs> He's the nicest wrestler ever. Like, what you don't realize about him hitting Sabu with a garbage can is it was also him hitting Sabu with a place to sleep that night. <laughs> sure, Kane Dewey was a sign Mick saw in an ECW crowd, but it's also the parental advice Stu Hart gave him. <laughs> At the 1998 Royal Rumble, he wrestled as all three of his personalities, or as the boys call it, pulling a Luna Vachon. <laughs> Nick Gage was inspired to rob a bank without a mask when he saw Cactus Jack wear a t-shirt with his own wanted poster on it. Uh, Mankind is Danny, Cactus Jack is Uncle Jesse, Dude Love is Uncle Joey, but the show is called Full Stomach. Boom. I think the only bad thing Foley's ever done in his life is he wrote a children's book and let Jerry Lawler do the illustrations, which is like writing. (laughs) Yeah, it's like writing a cookbook with a forward by Jeffrey Dahmer. (laughs) Mankind with the untucked shirt and tie is Mike Lawrence on date night. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you don't mind. I brought Chef Boyardee. <laughs> As mankind, he'd pull his hair out of his head, a habit Robert picks up, picked up from watching Raw. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Vince McMahon. Yeah, Robert had a full man- head of hair a year ago. Yeah, right. Uh, Vince saw mankind as a genetically disformed freak. He also felt that way about Christian. <laughs> and finally, when Lita dated Edge, she got barbed wire in her mouth, thanks to Mick Foley. When Lita dated Matt Hardy, she got bar- barbed wire in her mouth, thanks to falling over a fence while cow tipping. <laughs> oh, Scott Chaplin. And finally, Mr. Mike Lawrence. All right, here we go. Twas the show before Christmas and all through the pod. <laughs> Poor nerds took turns saying that Foley is God. We were all enthusiastic and spoke so well of that Long Island hobo that jumped off a cell. For St. Mick is someone that we love the most and visually resembles three of our hosts. For he too is disheveled, obnoxious, and fat and made his wife sit through beyond the mat. <laughs> In the name of wrestling, he's cried, sweat, and bled, and some of The Rock's biggest hits went straight to his head. <laughs> he's gripped our hearts in his mandible claw and miraculously hasn't pulled a Benoit. <laughs> he's got more brain damage than a dozen wide receivers, which is why he's a middle-aged Santa believer. <laughs> yes, his brain has gone through slow decay, which is why he wrestled in TNA. <laughs> he's a sweetheart who believes in peace and harmony. Now he's only brutal during his stand-up comedy. <laughs> but thankfully, he's grown peaceful in his old age, why he even refuses to kill on stage. <laughs> he's living in pain, his whole body creaks, and he walks more slowly than Mark Henry speaks. <laughs> Nick, please, please, please leave stand-up behind. It's the best thing you can do for all of mankind. <laughs> <laughs> He's had classics with Vader, with Edge, and with Funk. Not bad for someone with the physique of Chunk. <laughs> and away from the ring, he's written several books and given Melina lots of creepy looks. <laughs> hey, come on, please leave her alone, St. Mick. You can't compete with Batista's dick. <laughs> Why, the only way she'd be amused by your cock is if it was covered in a Sharpie stained sock. <laughs> you won't find a better dad in wrestling than dear old St. Mick. He gives more love to his kids than Grizzly Smith. <laughs> Although you think the guy would be smarter than to let a clown fuck his daughter. <laughs> These were all jokes to make. I hope we're okay. Maybe you'll learn how to tell one someday. Fuck it all. But seriously, thank you, St. Mick, for all that you do. Now, please don't wrestle in AEW. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Michael oh, Lawrence. Man, that, that, was, man, that was fucking... That's the way to end 2021 roast. Beautiful, dude. Beautiful. Uh, thanks, man. All right. Um, you guys... You, you guys I remember... You, I, I, you guys brought I it. Like, I juggled it and then kind of handled it. <laughs> that was I remember great. when we, we did a wrestling... Uh, our, our, our live wrestling show where Scott was punk... And Dan did a reenactment of Kane Dewey, but made it about stand-up. And I oh, remember so this. Funny. Uh, the microphone, like he he was doing the foley, and then he took the microphone and smashed it against his head. And then Dan just had a microphone imprint in his head the rest of the night. Yeah, I cut myself open. It was crazy. Yeah, and I remember I was like, "Why'd you do that?" He's like, 
That's what the mixture would have wanted. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. Well, Mick Foley's the greatest ever. All right. But yeah. our sh- the, the show in hell was not one of the greatest quips ever. It was uh, Santa Foley uh, going up against JBL Kringle. Um, <laughs> the soldiers are super disappointed. It's like, look, pal, I just droned a boy selling oranges. I thought he was a terrorist. Can you at least go through a fucking table? You know, like, but, um, Look, man, it's fun. He's a good Santa. Um, and, you know, once again, got JBL over. So there you go. I kind of wish that for show and hell, I had picked the him punching Bubba the Love Sponge out. Yeah, you could have <laughs> picked like a thousand things. Well, I you picked him being Christmas, Santa Claus Christmas that was short. for the troops. It's like. It was and it's bad. just so disrespectful to the job. I mean, because troops back in the day, like, you know, they got. Sure, they were in like different type of trenches, but they got Bob Hope, you know. They yeah. got like Marilyn Monroe singing a song. This is like Mick Foley punching a cowboy in the dick. <laughs> yeah, and the Mike, your Mike is most of them agree with the Cowboys' policies. <laughs> yeah, but Mick, I mean, Mick is yeah, you know, crazy. Mike, they agree with the Cowboys' about- policies when they're in America. When they're sitting in the middle of the Middle East, they're all fully supporters. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, true. Yeah, we want Ralph. Oh, this is what I'm fighting. Foley yeah. is yeah. Oh, state. Yeah. John Cena versus Umaga. That's the freedom I'm fighting for. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what's, what's amazing about this is that. Yeah, like you mentioned, like Marilyn Monroe, like that's all these guys want is just, you know, beautiful woman to, to stare at and shit. And it's like, they're talking about the divas, like the first minute, and like the divas are hoes and all of that. And so all the armies, like, yeah, can we see them? Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand <laughs> see, why they is, spend this all this like, money. Why do they spend? Well, a lot of them don't, a lot of it's volunteer, but like, if you really want to get entertainment, fuck like, bringing you know the foo fighters let's just buy everybody an escort for a night you know what i mean yeah, dude, like, godfather shows up with yeah, the ho train yeah exactly i mean those guys that's what they need um just fucking you know make a yeah, hooker's instead, christmas instead they got a basham's match <laughs> yeah All robert right. you were you were you were working at the time did you of, go to iraq Robert, so what if, like, I this whole to... time we found out Robert is angry because he was in Baghdad for like a year. <laughs> I didn't go to Iraq. Um, I actually lucked out because I got the flu and it disqualified me from being able to to travel overseas. So I could have volunteered. That sounds like and you I... know some doctors. Oh, Robert. there was no fucking way in hell. Yeah, I got Trump's doctor while I was up there. No, but the <laughs> scariest thing about that was one of my friends went on that trip and wherever she was, an IUD went off. Um, oh my God. And they so there's video footage of her holding the camera where like she they throw her under a Humvee and she kept filming, which was pretty awesome uh, to get that footage, but terrifying. And the, the people like over, look, I, I salute all the people who were willing to do tribute to the troops. They they love it. It's it's something that's that slice of Americana bullshit that Vince always says. But they are so appreciative. And we used to log all the footage when they would do the, the base visits. And these guys were just so happy to have anybody over there because no one came over at that point in time. It was some of those were, were pretty dodgy in terms of how safe it was to travel overseas into that region. 
So they were like, we're just happy to see anybody. It's the only time people were happy. And, and to see the whole Christian. argument that the Iraq war was a war crime too. That well, yes, the, the Iraq war was a work, but they, they were happy to be there. And it, this was a nice, wholesome, stupid, because JBL is the guy who helped create tribute to the troops. And he loves going out there and being the heel. And the audience still loves Foley because everybody loved the attitude era. And in terms of, show in hell with Mick Foley. The fact that we didn't pick any of the amnesia stuff with him is the real, the real well, I guys, I try. I want Christmas. I want Christmas. Oh, relax. It's fine. You hate Christmas more than I do. This uh, is you how know, you're like, letting there's, everyone there's some, know. There's some truth to that. This, this it's pretty I mean, crazy that America goes to a country, fights a war there, and then is like doing so well that they can bring over American entertainers to entertain <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember that happening in medieval times. Or it's, it's like, like right. if China came here and then like yeah. we knew six months in, they were like flying their circus here. And we're like, what the <laughs> fuck? They brought elephants? <laughs> well, it, it's kicking you know, our ass. You know, you, you know, if we wanted to do a modern show in hell, we also could have done um, Mick. Remember, uh, it was like two or three years ago, he presented the 24-7 title. Because they're like, you can get this over. Uh, and he was like Jesus. trying to explain the that rules. Poor of motherfucker, getting- man. Mood. I mean, it wasn't his fault. I mean, it's just a terrible tight. It looked ugly. And- hold on, hold on. That means that Mick Foley is responsible for the rise of Reggie, which is the only <laughs> thing that has kept Dan from putting the shotgun yeah. in his mouth every week we watch Raw. Yeah, Reggie is now helping Dana Brooke keep the 24-7 title, like fucking Bagger Vance or some shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, he's, he's, the, he's the greatest ever, dude. Greatest ever. All right, let's get to our tournament, the We Must Hate Ourselves World Cup. Just what is the worst gimmick of all time? This week, we finished the first rounds. Next week, I will be announcing the second rounds. And for uh, for today, we have Oz versus Santa Claus. Robert, I'm going to start out with you. What's the worst gimmick? Uh, boy, this one's a tough one because uh, I can I can defend both of them in theory. Um I would say, God, because uh, Santa Claus, we, we mentioned earlier Boo Radley in someone's joke. Boo Radley was Balls Mahoney playing Boo Radley uh, as a, a slow-witted Southerner or a Southerner. Um, and then he's in <laughs> WWF playing evil, demented Santa, which is the kind of stupid gimmick that theoretically could have worked. Um, but I guess he rubbed people the wrong way backstage and then became Balls Mahoney and they, they brought him back later. Oz was was kevin nash and the only reason why they did it was they were trying to appease the the turner organization because they got the rights to colorize uh wizard of oz and clean it up and air it on tv and it was them trying to do corporate synergy so to to hate oz is the same way that i would hate in AEW when they had them dress up like uh space jam or the ghostbusters so by default since i wanted to shit on AEW just to piss scott off I'm going to say Oz because you took an incredibly talented wrestler in Kevin Nash and gave him a gimmick well, that was never talented, going to work. Talented, talented. Come on, slow down. <laughs> tall. You you added a few uh, letters. Tall. <laughs> He's tall and he main evented WrestleMania. As much as I love Balls Mahoney, that dude was not a match or two away from headlining Mania. Maybe, dude, maybe this year. I actually agree with you in that um, 
you know, okay, so you look back at gimmicks then, and it's just like, what scares the shit out of kids, right? So like we said, it's like jobs do, like like garbage men, things like that, the dentist. And it's like, there is an aspect of Santa Claus that is scary. And so that is cool to be an evil Santa Claus is actually kind of terrifying. And so is Oz, like, oh, kids watch The Wizard of Oz, and maybe Oz can be scary to them too, yeah, but right? Scott, but Scott, the WWE was thing. a Southern company, and this well, was a brand it, wizard. Well, there's and no he's, way he was a evil. Oh, yeah. He's not but the wizard, the though. He's just the city, right? He's like- it was mainly just going for the clan joke dan relax yes well, he was he was an entire city in one person but but the, the, the thing is <laughs> he was is, ego kevin nash is intimidating no matter what he is and uh santa claus still has the face of balls mahoney so it just he just always look it always looks a little off it always looks like a terrible version of something sorry balls <laughs> well, thank sorry, God. sorry, sorry, sorry to the late balls. Yeah, the late yeah, balls. Sorry, sorry, balls is what Scott says at the end of every episode of Dynamite. Thank, uh, <laughs> thank God he got the more respectable <laughs> gimmick of guy with balls in his name. Uh, yeah, I I agree with Robert and Scott. I mean, it's well, Scott hasn't officially voted, but I think it's got to be Oz, even though he's not close to the worst gimmick that we had because Kevin Nash always looked kind of cool in it um it's just weird man that they didn't like you know like this is something vince wouldn't fuck up like he'd have hornswoggle out there with a giant lollipop if they got the rights to colorize the wizard of oz uh bill watts bill watts called ron simmons winning the championship colorizing wcw uh all right that's that's is that because he's racist because he he's super racist i I don't know i just gotta like say that just in case somebody you know tries to fucking cancel me um yeah it's it's just weird man it's just like if if cesaro come down came out dressed as like wally or something you know it's 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 just dumb um but uh, you know it's awesome actually Cesaro, that would be the best promo he'd ever deliver. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just don't know. Like Oz, you know, is he the city? I just don't. I don't. I don't get it. So I, I vote Oz is the worst gimmick. Scott, have you officially voted yet? Yeah, I voted Xana okay. as the worst gimmick. Oh Jesus! How did I fuck that up? I went to the sunken place again. Mike, uh, what? <laughs> what? Uh, which is the worst gimmick? Formerly known as the drunken place. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, all right, first off. Wait, Mike, I, and when he's eating donuts, the Duncan place. <laughs> <laughs> or the dialysis ward. But anyway, um, the, the thing, the thing, this is the, the thing, Robert. I, I think you are totally off base with the, the Ghostbusters and the Toon Squad, those were one night things. They're still the Young Bucks. They're still the elite. They're just leaning into being these characters for the night. Oz, it's like this guy thinks he's fucking Oz. Like, it's, you know, this is a permanent, you know, possible change. Uh, yeah, this was a, this was terrible. Um, and, and I agree. Like, it's like, yeah, Evil Santa. Like, that, that, that was the best that... Uh, you know, Mr. Mahoney was going to probably do in the, the w, uh, WF at the time. Because let's be honest, there was a much more talented version of him and we roasted him today. <laughs> uh, you know, but it's like with, with, yeah, with Nash, I mean, they didn't even realize like what they had, that they had the lowest strong champion of all time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but it's like the guy does look like fucking impressive and shit. And 
I watched like some battle bowl or, or some kind of thing with Oz and it is like, wait, that's what you're giving them. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's just so stupid. And you know, it, it just, I mean, it, yeah, it does. It's just, it doesn't work. Um, so I got to go. Oz. I mean, Xanta was always going to be a seasonal thing. And, and then look, Goldberg fucking made a movie with it. So, Goldberg made a movie, and we also talk about the fact that Santa Claus came from the Million Dollar Man saying that he bought Santa. Like that's fantastic. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of fun. It, yeah, it's just like one felt like let's try to make this a gimmick, and the other felt like let's try to make this an angle. Oz moves on, I can't, folks. I can't, I can't imagine Santa Claus sticking around for SummerSlam. Oz is following <laughs> that yellow brick road to the second round. All right, let's get to Twitter, our Twitterverse. Mike, you popped okay. a hot type question. What is it? I'm excited for this one. I saw this question. This is going to be good. This is this is a fun one. Okay, so I asked Twitterverse, if an angel showed Vince McMahon what life would be like if he never existed, what would he see? Here we go. At Anti-Kirk. Metallica bassist Terry Balea with smaller muscles and a bigger dick. <laughs> At Rob Mattioli, uh, Vince says, this is a, a, the dialogue, if I'm not born, does this mean Shane isn't either? The angel says, that's correct. Vince says, can I stay here? At SmartNado1, Jim Cornette or Mr. Cornette, is the charismatic CEO of the World Wrestling Federation, where there's an emphasis on old school psychology, preserving the legacy of past professional wrestlers, and inducting members of the roster to Mr. Cornette's Kiss My Wife Club. <laughs> <laughs> At Mammoth Bully, uh, cocaine is legal in Minnesota thanks to state senators Hennig, Hegstrand, and Rude. Governor Ventura signs the legislation into law. <laughs> <laughs> uh evan granado this one was from our facebook uh Vern Gagne eating lamb chops in new york enjoying his 23rd run as universal champion <laughs> <laughs> at dave caffarel uh, who i talked to last week on the phone bought a shirt great guy um a long ago bankrupt wwe after being bought by trump in the 80s and linda as one of his exes Shane would still be born from that marriage, but still not be loved by his father. <laughs> At Skirble 80, wrestling never reaches a national level. Wrestling thrives in Texas, Portland, Canada, the entire South. Magnum TA never wrecks his car. All of the Von Erics are alive. Pretty much every bad or tragic incident is erased, all because you were never born. <laughs> Was that a Paul Hammond? Promographic can, uh, Jimmy Snuka in jail. <laughs> at Don Hashi, Robert would still be using I write a TV show as a pickup line. <laughs> uh, this is from at A Santos 3421. Dan is the chairman. Any bad decision he's about to make, his dog will start barking to stop it. <laughs> Mike and Robert will be heads of creative. The booking decisions will be based on which one of Mike's action figures will get the belt. Scott will be head of talent. Well, somebody's got to tell Dan his arms are vascular. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, man. Great uh, responses yes. this week. Yes. Senator Thank Linda you. Edwards, by the way, would have been the other answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Twitterverse. 
Let's get to the high spot, low spot. Let's start with the low spot since it's uh, the holidays and on a high note. But my low spot this week was the the happy Corbin, Madcap Moss, Drew McIntyre segment on SmackDown. I watched WWE. It was, you know, not the fine. I mean, the Roman Brock stuff is great, but it was a little bumpy um, for the rest of the show. And that segment, man, I mean, it was so bad that it ended like with Drew wearing Madcap Moss's hat backstage and looking like he was about to break into like a cabaret song. Um, it was just bad, dude. The whole thing, you know, the fake, you know, the fake, the, the sword, like selling the sword. It's just, and I just don't know what the fuck, what is, what is the end game of, of Drew here? Does he kill someone with a sword? Like he's literally trying, it's attempted murder in every one of these matches. Cause he tries to fucking stab him. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, the sword will like meld with his his heart you know and he'll be like stronger than ever i think they're gonna do that oh jesus scott what's your low spot this week oh man my low spot is is this vince okay so on on raw there's this clip of vince talking to uh sean austin what the fuck is this austin, austin theory. theory austin theory uh he's talking to him backstage and i guess this has been an ongoing thing for like three weeks to trying to get austin through theory over this way but you know making him talk to a, to a corpse with makeup on it. And, um, and so, yeah, anyway, Vince is like, uh, Oh, since it's the holidays, maybe I'll fire people. I love firing people. That was like the gist of the segment was he was sitting there saying, I love firing people around the holidays. Maybe I'll do that. And I thought that was really gross and lame. And I understand what he's trying to do. And it's such a funny fail because what he's doing is saying like, oh, you guys say this about me. Well, then I'll say this. But it's like, but it's true. It's not, it's, you're not not, it's, you're, you're not actually firing them for budget yeah, cuts. It's, it's the most, uh, it's the most, it's the, uh, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast. It's that Yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah. not, you're not owning us by saying like, <laughs> yeah, right. Because it's, you do. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because the, the you know the Mr. McMahon character that was his catchphrase, right? You're fired and all yep, that. Yep. It's like now that he really is like that to a a larger degree than it's ever felt. It's not fun anymore. No, no. And, and his voice, man, it's like you could just like count to his death. It is oh, makeup. It just the whole yeah. like he, he could, already he be around for like, another twenty years, man. I mean, that's why the paper looks like called Day One. <laughs> but it's like it's, it's like he already looks like the the you know the the mortician prepared him hey, yeah, maybe yeah. he'll pull like the guy pierce and prometheus and find something to keep him going who knows he's gonna pull the guy pierce in iron man 3 and just explode on tv <laughs> robert what was your but, but only after we were promised ben kingsley instead <laughs> <laughs> what was your low spot this week robert uh, well, I mean, you know that Madcap Moss thing. If you haven't listened to something to sports entertainment, and I just was fucking blown away that that made television. Go back and listen to that. Judge uh, Mantell said it's the worst segment he's ever seen on TV. And he Judge watched Mantel- his friend die in a shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't film. That's what he's upset about. If only I had a camera. What an angle. <laughs> no, I think uh, the other low spot of the of the week, um, because again, the low spot is just we watch Raw. Um, they live. Morgan seems like a really sweet girl. Uh, I mean, oh, for being this from is Jersey, rough too, man. 
they put her out there to do this promo against Becky Lynch and it dies a horrible death. Oh, it's- it just lingers out there for about 10 minutes. This segment feels like it's seven hours. I would rather rewatch This Is Your Life, Bailey, uh, than, than ever have to sit through it this again. It was just a bomb. So un- it just was a so bomb. uncomfortable. The crowd did not <sighs> care about her at all. She had this wooden mechanical delivery, like she was clearly reading lines and nervous as hell about everything that she was saying. Uh, they they cut to a, a video of her attacking Becky Lynch at her at Becky's like private ring, and it's supposed to be like you know cam footage that someone got on a kind of camera, oh, even it's... though it's a three camera shoot with <laughs> cuts. But no, this is from a fan cell phone. Um, it was it was so I felt so terrible for this poor girl that I kind of hoped like there was going to be just like a blackout. Uh, and they were going to stop airing airing the segment because she seems like she genuinely loves wrestling. It seems yeah. earnest, and she doesn't deserve this. The other uh, low point, because uh, I, I am on the cesspool that is social media, um, Sammy Guevara announced that he was uh, breaking up with his fiance, and people immediately decided uh, on and people and by I'm using people as a loose term. Uh, the the trolls on the internet decided that this is because he's friends with Ty Conti and decided to just start attacking her social media that she's a homewrecker with zero evidence whatsoever other than the fact they can't accept that a man and woman are friends in any capacity to the point where ty has now pulled herself off of social media sammy had to like release a statement at this point it's so fucking gross and stupid and and i kind of miss a world where there wasn't social media and you just knew of the wrestlers on camera and not any of this other bullshit so that that, uh, that's my new spot that's that's awful um, Mike, what's yeah, your exactly. spot this week? Yeah, uh, that's fucking terrible. And those, yeah, they're not fans. Uh, if that's how you treat people. Um, mine is, you know, it'd be a real bummer here, but the fucking uptick in cases and the, you know, with COVID and the feeling like, you know, like seeing a lot of shows and things like that being canceled that we might go back to where we were. Um, obviously, wrestling losing uh live wrestling isn't you know even one of the most important things but we will not i'm sorry right now as long as florida is attached to the united states we will not lose live wrestling desantis will have those guys working in the church if he wants yeah i mean it was just you know it might just be even uh, more important than desantis uh santa is gonna make sure that everything works out too guys remember this is a christmas episode yeah yeah he's he's happy we picked oz so he's he's gonna help us yeah is the eventual death of all of us (laughs) (laughs) and also the potential interruption of live wrestling yeah yeah but i mean obviously there's millions dying (laughs) in china <laughs> All right, you really, you really broaden the scope of that answer. Well, well, first off, fuck all you. Second off, my high spot is Spider-Man because, of course, it is. Shit, I will not spoil it, Robert. I still respect that, but no, man. I mean, it's just yeah, it's a bummer, and yeah, people need to fucking get vaxxed and boosted and all that because more people are getting sick, but they're not fucking dying. So obviously, these things are working. Take care of yourselves, please. Vax. And, um, if vax. only someone could say that we need to wash our hands well mike we'll stay on you for your high spot. you already said spider-man scott what's your high spot of the week 
Ooh, high spot. You know what? We didn't bring it up last week, and it was like the tail end of it. Kevin Owens uh, re-signing with WWE just because, man, get your money. Uh, stay with your family. He seems like such a family man. And uh, I feel like we do need to acknowledge it because he was someone we all thought was going to AEW. Yeah. And he's probably the closest to Foley that's come since Foley, right? Um, in, in gut. I mean, that feels like <laughs> bullying, Dan. Yeah, no, I mean, I just uh, their character, and I don't know. Yeah, of course. I mean, there is something I mean, really similar, good. and it, it, it yeah. It, it, Wait, does that make does that make Sami Zayn his Al Snow? Oh, jeez, <laughs> sorry, forget it. I'll take it back. Al Snow was fun though, man. I, I used to, I, yeah. I think I had an Al Snow head head or something. I don't know. I had the urn. <sighs> I had an Al Snow action figure. Yeah, man, he was he was fun. All right. And <laughs> what does nobody want? What does nobody need? This An conversation, outside. Robert. Um, what was your high spot of the week? And then we're gonna get to our secret Santa cameos, folks. Um, I think one of my high spots was getting to watch and enjoy Rampage, uh, where I got to see 2.0 and their son Danny Garcia compete. I know that uh, Mike was happy about getting to watch. Uh, his his favorite folks in the world. I, I enjoyed. This was a small thing, but on on SmackDown, the story that they're telling with uh, with Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, and Brock Lesnar, it feels kind of telegraphed where where this is ultimately going. But the the emotion that Paul Heyman gave with uh, professing his love to Roman Reigns and then Roman Reigns firing him. He's so good in everything that they ever give him. It's it's an absolute delight. And the, the side note to it is there's nothing more fun than Pat McAfee's constant reactions to Brock Lesnar coming out as if this is the greatest thing that's ever happened in the history of society. I started uh, watching a, a, that his show over Undisputed. He's great. Uh, on a, another note, because um, I just found this out today, I didn't realize HBO was doing a documentary about uh, Bob Einstein, which is coming out next week. And I'm a huge fan of of him. Uh, it's Super Dave Osborne. It's Marty Funkhauser, and uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. That's the brother of Albert Brooks, man. What the a brother of Albert Brooks? Yes, the brother of Albert Einstein. <laughs> well, folks, let's get the to the people's what... Albert Einstein. Let's get to what oh. you've all been waiting for: our secret Santa cameos, folks. All right, folks, uh, Scott is in transit for this. So if, if he sounds a little like the scream guy, you know why. Um, but we uh, this is going to be fun, man. We've, we've built this up for about a month. We each we did we did a secret Santa where each one of us gets to send the other guy uh, randomly picked by I think Mike Lawrence or I, I don't know who did it. But yeah, um, Mike Lawrence uh, is a, a cameo from a famous wrestler um to uh that was under fifty dollars so yeah so that's an oxymoron <laughs> uh mike who do you want to go first um okay let's uh um let's let's go with scott all right okay so i'm sensing right now or what am i doing no i mean zach's got the uh in thing so zach will i got everything away. ready to go so i'm gonna pull it so up who who, who was scott's secret santa is that I can I can say that right now? Yeah, yeah. So when yeah. I pick you, that means you're gonna see. It is Robert. It was Robert. Holy oh. shit! All right, so hold Whoa. on. Don't say who it is yet. I'm gonna start sharing my screen. I'm gonna pull it up. 
Okay, here we go. Christian, holy shit. All right, hold on, you guys ready? Here we go. Yeah. Yo, Robert, what's going on? It's Christian here and I got a message from Scott. And in the message, well, Scott was saying that you're a big fan of moi. You're a massive peep, you're a huge <laughs> fan of myself. And I gotta say that I can't really blame you. I mean, yeah, I get it. I'm pretty awesome. Awesomeness, awesome, awesomeness. He said you're such a big fan that you cried, almost. You didn't cry, you almost cried when I beat Kenny Omega for the Impact <laughs> and the TNA World Championship. And I wanna say, you, you're a mark. I mean, really? I can't really blame you, I guess, Robert. I mean, I'm a mark for myself too. I mean, how can I not be, right? I've had all these accolades, all these accomplishments, and you have, well, you live in Florida. So good for you. <laughs> good, for, good for you, Robert. Anyways, hey, it's all in good natured fun here. You're such, since you're such a big fan, Robert, and, and I do appreciate the fact you're such a big fan, I really do. All in good fun here. But since you're such a big fan, you see that championship right there, that tag team championship? I'm gonna make you my honorary tag team champion partner, because you're such a big fan, Robert. I really appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Have a good one, buddy. We'll see you, man. Take care. <laughs> Happy that, was a, that was a pretty good promo. Yeah, that was great. That was uh, a good promo this year. Yeah. Okay, a few thoughts. First off, I'm sure he says that to everybody. Um, <laughs> just to ruin it. But no, here's... Okay, I'm looking now. He... When was he? 50 bucks? He's 100 bucks? Yeah, so he had a deal like two weeks ago. Oh, nice. It was a yeah. sale? Now I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. They have like flash things. Yeah. I also love that you hired a Christian to wish a Jew Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it was just... I make fun of Christian the most on this, but in my head, I'm like... $50? Like, did I hurt his feelings? <laughs> uh, that was that was great. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate that. That was, that was almost like a, a reparations payment. <laughs> <laughs> for all the for all the dumping on Christian. Um, all right, uh, Zach, it's your turn. Uh, who did you get and and who what wrestler did you get for them? All right. Well, I got Dan. Whoa. Yes. And uh you're gonna have to give me two seconds because I was the only one that I didn't pull up mine for. So give me one second. Best producer in the business. Yep. I'm excited. Lowest opinion of himself. Best producer <laughs> in the business. Oh, Vinny's back. Oh my god. Yo, Dan, look who it is, bro. It is Vince Russo. And I gotta tell you something, man. I came here tonight to wish you a very Merry Christmas, bro. But I got to tell you, man, I don't even know if you can enjoy Christmas, if you could enjoy some present unwrapping, if you could enjoy a little eggnog, bro, because Zach tells me that you're always watching wrestling, bro. He tells me that you are such a mark, bro, that you cannot get enough wrestling. Bro, put the remote control down, bro. Bro, shut the computer off, bro. Bro, it is time to enjoy the holidays, bro. Have a little peppermint schnapps, whatever you gotta do. Bro, stop 
watching wrestling, bro. It is bad for your health. Enjoy the holidays. Enjoy the Yuletide. Enjoy Zach, bro. Dad, enough with the wrestling, you mickety mark. But Merry Christmas, bro, because I'm an all-around good guy. And I really want you to have a good Christmas. Bro, enjoy the 12 days of Christmas with no wrestling. Wow. So you, Zach, you just, you just wow. paid for an intervention? Yeah. <laughs> was, that, was that hired by you or Dan's wife? What was funny was you got the full gamut of Vince Russo booking where he was a heel, then he turned face, then he turned a heel again. It was yeah. perfect. Oh. After this, uh, after that, Dan wakes up and, and swings open the window and goes, what day is it, boy? <laughs> why why is Christmas Day, bro? Why why are you watching Super Brawl 3? <laughs> Instead of like a turkey, it's just a big bowl of ranch I bring to everybody. Uh, oh, that was great, Zach. That was fucking awesome. Hell Loved yeah. it. Wow. Thank you. Okay. Um I'll go next. Uh I I got one for Zach, which you may maybe you probably already saw it. Uh but uh, let's play it. I did not, I promise, watch any of them. So. Oh, nice. That's great. Awesome. Well, Merry Christmas, buddy. This is mine to you. Oh, shit. It's the hoe train. Hey, Zach. What's crackalacking, man? <laughs> WWE Hall of Famer, the Godfather here. And Mike reached out to me and Mike, along with myself, I would like to wish you a Merry Christmas to the best producer in the business, Zachary Million, <laughs> and all his ho-ho-hos. What's up, my brother, Zach? I hear that uh, you're always telling people to wash their hands. Well, you know, these days that ain't a bad thing. I seem to wash my hands a lot more these days than I used to, and that you're always around different girls. Hmm. And you wish you were a pimp. Well, first of all, if you're around a bunch of different girls, my brother, you know pimping ain't easy. It ain't the easiest business in the world. Take it from me. But besides that, man, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, all that happy stuff. And uh, like I said, I see that you're the best producer in the business. So, Zach, you're number one with me. So it is time, once again... For everybody, including the best producer in the business, Zachary Million, to come aboard the whole train. Now let me hear you say, Pippin ain't easy. <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas, my brother. Peace. Oh, man, that was <laughs> awesome. Godfather's the best. Dude, he seems like the best hang out of all our cameos so far. Oh, no. <laughs> oh man. And you know, he was on the podcast, right? What'd you say? It felt like he was on the podcast, like he was talking to all of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like most wrestlers, he said a, a great thought and then repeated it three times. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they know their audience. <laughs> you know, okay, Dan, uh, Dan, you're next. Thank all you. All right, Mike. here we go. By the way, thank mine you. Was for, mine was for uh, Sergeant Slaughterhouse, Scotty Chaps himself. All right. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> What up, Scottish boy James Ellsworth, the man to beat AJ Styles? Not once, not twice, but three times the real winner of the first ever Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. And I'm here to wish you a Merry Christmas. Although, I sit here on my couch feeling like the Grinch and Scrooge and Marvin 
Harry from Home Alone 1 and 2, all wrapped into one because this holiday is such a joke. I'm just kidding, man. I love Christmas. Listen, this is from Daniel, who got you the coolest Christmas present of all time, a video from James Ellsworth. Duh. So thank Daniel. Dan is it Daniel or Danielle? Who cares? Thank him or her very much. Take care. God bless. Stay safe. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. Happy Thanksgiving belayed. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Easter. Here, we'll get it all wrapped up to what? I probably just cost myself a few dollars. Anyway, guys, take care again. Uh, thank you for your support. And remember, any man with two hands has a fighting chance. Holy wow. shit. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there. Um, I can't believe you gave that guy money, first off. Secondly, he was, like, <laughs> rude about it, right? Like, like of all the people, James Ellsworth has better shit to do. Well, he definitely had the most depressing backdrop out of everybody. Yeah. He's sitting on like... someone else's futon because that's where he's living. Hey, best $18 I ever spent, folks. Also, guys, when I found out he's only 37, which means he was only like around 30 during his like payday of, well, hey week, you know, it's fucking crazy. Dude, and I love that he was like Daniel or Danielle or whatever. Like whatever. Look, he's a busy man. He doesn't have time to reread. Look, he has no chin, but what he does have is respect for gender fluidity. <laughs> yeah, I, I love guess. that 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 he acted like that was beneath him. That was amazing. I was oh, like, it was like this probably cost me a couple of bucks. Like someone's going back to the well a second time with this high quality cameo. I was I, I really doubt I really debated, but I didn't just saying Scott was like a like a 12-year-old girl just to see what he would say, but I didn't, folks. I stopped myself. All right. Also, so, uh, also, dude, he talks so fast, like, but you know he can't afford cocaine. <laughs> All right. I went, I'm going to go, I'm, uh, I, I guess I'm last. Uh, I got Mike Lawrence. Uh, Zach, you want to, you want to queue up uh, Cameo for me? Oh, boy. <laughs> you fucker. I'm dreaming of white Christmas. It's it's Christmas time. The most exciting time of year. And Mike, Mike, your boy Robert hooked you up real good with this secret Santa gift. It's your boys 2.0. Unfortunately, uh, we got to keep it down a little bit. Our son, we, we have to put him to bed. Daniel Garcia, it's past his bedtime. Have a good day. So he's sleeping right now. We have to spank his ass. It happens. We have to spank him. That's uh, what you got to do. But Mike, this is a secret Santa gift. Oh, this brother. is it. This is the gift. You know, this is the gift. So, so, so we got a problem with you. You get a chew. Oh, you get a chew. We have a problem. I mean, he has the wrestle roast podcast. Ah, yeah, yeah. Roasting, roasting people's ashes. That's what you do. Hurt your funny guy, Mike. Why don't you tell me a joke? Tell you that right now. Tell me about your ass now. Shove it up your ass. You little jokes. Thin ice, Mike. Thin ice, Mike. I better not hear anything. Thin ice. About the roast. Roasted. You roast our son. You roast that. Yeah, that's not roasting us. Not roasting us, Mike. Yes. Boo 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 boo. Merry Christmas! Wow, 2.0. Had to pay off the 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 2.0 Danny Garcia father and son joke. But I will admit, I cheated. 
and I got you a second cameo because that was so oh, fucking brutal. Oh, no. Holy Zach, shit. cue it up. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> oh the closet. Hey, this is Brett the Hitman Hart, and I got a very special Merry Christmas shout-out going out to Mike Lawrence. This is coming courtesy of your good buddy, Robert. And Robert's uh, taking the effort to tell me about what a great uh, fan you are of mine, Mike, and that you do a absolutely horrible imitation of me. You sound more like Willie the Janitor from the Simpsons series. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you just don't do justice to the Hitman. But all, all said, I forgive that. I forgive a lot of things, and I forgive that. But I also want you to know, Mike, that you proved time in and time out that you're an amazing guy. You've been a great friend of Robert, and he just wants you to know that he appreciates you, and he wants you to know that this is your secret Santa present, and it's the best that he could come up with this year. But he just wants you to know that, you, as always, Mike, you may not be the best at imitating me, but you are also, in your own special way, you are the excellence of execution, everything you do, and all that sacrifice, all that dedication, all the hard work that you put into every single day never goes unnoticed and never goes unappreciated by your peers, your friends, everyone that knows you. You prove time in and time out the way you live your life and the way you carry yourself as a man, Mike, that you are, without a doubt, the best there is, the best there was, and the best ever will be. Have a great Christmas. Have a great 2022. And just keep on rocking. Stay cool. Stay safe. God bless. Oh, my God. The you know, I, I just want to say that all these other people had cameos, but I gave the best cameo of all the cameos. <laughs> the, <laughs> last, the last 40 seconds were just what Brett says uh, at every legend signing when he sees that the NWO is a longer line than him. Robert, uh, does that count as a tax write-off? Oh, yeah, no. My, my favorite part of that was when he's like, oh, Robert tells me you're such a big fan. I never said anything about you being a fan. <laughs> <laughs> he took that upon himself to be like, oh, he says you're the big, biggest fan. I literally just wrote, like, perose. I'm like, Mike does a terrible impression of you. It sounds Scottish. This is his secret Santa. And he took that to believe, like, oh, this is my biggest fan. And I have to, and it was so heartfelt. That I was know, man. And I also love the weird little, like, I, I, I can forgive you for the impression. I've forgiven a lot of things. Oh, my God. That, that was the dark darkest moment. I, I know. What the hell? You know, I, I got to be honest. Uh, I'm still not over what Vince did to me in Montreal, but, but you doing an impression of me, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was so crazy. I thought he was just going to name like he I felt like he was five seconds away from like naming all the dead wrestlers, you know, Dude, he, <laughs> like, he he said, I forgive you to me, but not his own father. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, the, yeah, that's awesome. We, we you gotta leave with Brett. Thank you so much for for a great year. We're going to be doing our year and reviews next week. Have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Ramadan. Enjoy yourselves. And Zach? Wash your hands. Uh, as we outlined countless times throughout this episode, Mick Foley is uh, a pretty incredible uh, talent. He's a, a, an incredible wrestler, and he is an incredible philanthropist. And when we reached out to Mick and told him, Hey, we're, we're roasting you for Wrestle Roasts uh, this week for our Christmas episode. Uh, first of all, he was he was very happy to hear that. He's obviously a fan of comedy. He, he's a fan of, of wrestling. And uh, he, he 
totally just enjoys and embraces what we do here. Uh, the other thing that we asked him was, is there a charity uh, that we can make a donation to in his name and ask our, our forbidden dorks to do the same? Uh, and the organization that Mick picked is Christmas Magic. Uh, Christmas Magic can be found at christmasmagic.org. Uh, it's a really fantastic organization. They're based out of Long Island, uh, home of Mick and Maxwell Jacob Friedman, my unofficial third child. And what this organization does is they help uh, homeless children and uh, they, they go out and they get presents for them. They, they make sure that these kids have uh, a Merry Christmas and just a, a fantastic time throughout the year. Throughout the year. Uh, this is not uh, associated in any manner with any, uh, any, on their website, it says no religious affiliation, no gender, race, or sexual identity issues. Uh, this is just an organization across the board that does amazing things. Mick himself has volunteered for this uh, this charity. He's dressed up as Santa and gone around to visit some of the, the homeless shelters that they work with. Um, this is a pretty... Uh, a pretty easy slam dunk for you guys. So uh, on behalf of, of all of us at, at WrestleRoast, we ask you to join us in um, and join Mick in, in making a donation to Christmas Magic. Uh, again, you can find out more about the organization and how you yourself can donate at christmasmagic.org. Uh, on behalf of all of us, we really appreciate it. Thank you and uh, happy holidays.